Hey guys, before we jump into today's sleep episode, which I just want to say was an amazing episode. I loved it so much. Shay's got so much great information in there. uh, And I just feel like everyone's going to benefit a lot from it. But to sort of support this whole sleep I guess, focus and unwinding that nervous system and focusing on supporting those adrenal glands. I just want to chat to you briefly about Switch Nutrition's adrenal powder. So this is a magnesium support formula and it contains a blend of nutrients which are really going to help you post-workout, end of a busy day, even just when you feel like you've been constantly stimulated, go, 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 and you've got a lot on your mind and you're really struggling to unwind. You really want something that's got a good blend of nutrients in it, but most importantly, something like magnesium, which we know so many people are deficient in, okay? The other reason I love this adrenal powder is because it does have ashwagandha in it, which will just help support the overall adrenal response and just support your body in starting to unwind and repair if it's after a heavy gym session as well. So jump and do switchnutrition.com.au, have a look at their adrenal powder, have a look at their magnesium support formula in it, and you can see the great quality of ingredients that are in this powder. There's a couple different flavors depending as to one you like, but I love using it at the end of the day just to help to unwind me, get me to sleep, and it's just not have a nice little something before bed as well. So have a squiz at that one. Use the code SHARES at the checkout uh, if you want a little discount on that one but just like anything I always encourage you to have a look at the good ingredient list have a look at the quality um, of nutrients that are in there as well and then also the herbs that are in there which are going to support your overall rebuild repair recovery and ultimately get you out of that fight or flight mode so let me know how you go with that one and please please enjoy today's episode it was so much fun to record and I'm really excited to hear your feedback on it Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones Podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, and I'm stoked to have you here today because I'm speaking to Shay Morrison from, or the co-founder of The Good Night Co. So Shay's on a mission to deliver a better natural night's sleep for everyone. And I'm excited to just hear her talk a little bit about what The Good Night Co. do, how they help not only women, but people all around the world, and a little bit of Shay's own story and what got her into being so passionate about sleep. So thank you so much for being here today, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for this conversation. Ah, It's a pleasure. So sleep, why sleep? How did you get around to being, you know, building that into being your passion? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, we started the the business, the Good Night Co. 10 years ago. And when we started, um, sleep was not 
really being talked about, interestingly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's sleep is the third pillar of health, right along diet and exercise. In in my opinion, it's the first pillar. Um, if you can get sleep right, then everything kind of follows from there. And when we started, we we were sort of, it was intentional. We obviously called the business the Goodnight Co. Um, but it was a little bit more fluffy. We were new mums and it was around getting a good night's sleep with some beautiful silk eye masks and pillowcases and some aromatherapy. My background is in radio advertising for many years and I had, but I had many passions on the side. I'm a marriage celebrant. I'm a masseuse. I've always had an interest in um, the body and also loved aromatherapy. And I see, could see so many amazing case studies around how aromatherapy through smell um, can really help solve so many problems when it comes to stress, anxiety, of course, sleep, relaxation. And so we started to build out some product ranges. Um, We were invited along to support Ariana Huffington. So Ariana Huffington really, I believe, changed the landscape in sleep probably around 2015, probably probably 2016, and she launched the book, The Sleep Revolution. So she was, there were all these global leaders out there talking about how, you know, you could just push through with three or four hours sleep a night and how amazing they were by doing this. And she used to do that herself. And then she collapsed one day and really injured herself. And so she, you know, had some advice from some doctors to say that she really needed to slow down and really start to reprioritize how she felt about sleep. So she went on a mission of um, discovery research and wrote a book. And we were involved in her launch of this um, book, The Sleep Revolution. And then we were invited to come to a pop-up in New York for six weeks during uh, their winter period. And so we then started to really get into sleep um, through looking at research and development and more products. And then this is where we find ourselves today. So we have products and then education. So we're always looking at um, how we can support people through prioritizing sleep, um, understanding why we need sleep, um, and then creating routines and rituals to really support this. So what's the foundations of the Goodnight Co? Is it the aromatherapy? Is it the routines? Is it a combination of things? So what is the, yeah, when you're going, like if I go to the Goodnight Co and be like, help me sleep, <laughs> is it consults with you? What, what are we? Yeah, doing? so we offer all of those things. We I run um, sleep consult online sleep consultations. Um, I run corporate sleep workshops and we have a large library of um, uh blogs and podcasts and all sorts of things. And then we also sell products to create routine and rituals. So we have, um, we've broken it down into good morning, calm, good night products. And we have a range of um, aromatherapy. We also have our best-selling product, which are our deep sleep drops. These are um, homeopathically formulated, so natural, safe, fast, and effective We've got the most phenomenal reviews of this just changing people's lives. Um, so it's a nice replacement for anyone who maybe is having to rely on sleeping tablets and is trying to wean themselves off that. Um, people who are struggling to fall asleep, waking up, getting back to sleep. So this is really um, approaching that acute symptom. So it can be something that can be taken within half an hour of, of wanting to go to sleep. Yeah, that's interesting because like I think from a client perspective, like the things that first come to mind for me when I think about working with someone who's struggling to sleep is like magnesium glycinates, the good quality magnesium, 
valerian herbal tea or herbs, passion flower, those kinds of things to kind of help bring on sleep. But I could never say if someone is struggling with insomnia, especially I see it classically perimenopause, menopause yeah. to be, or someone's really stressed, but then yeah. there's that stress element that kind of comes into play. But I don't think those things alone are enough to induce sleep. I think they're working yeah. externally on the nervous system to calm everything down to help the body to go to sleep. And in mm. Dutch testing, I see low melatonin levels. So I'm like, okay, because cortisol is out of whack. So we're looking at sort of underlying causes of it or hormonal things. But to know that there's, I guess, natural alternatives that are really actually going to help promote sleep is I think that's really, really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And these are, um, so, so as, as I said, we've created a range where it's good morning, calm for the day and then good night. So all of our aromatherapy and our drops sit in these three categories. Um, and then, you know, it's a combination of, as you said, it's, taking the aromatherapy, so whether that's essential oil in a diffuser or roll on straight onto the skin, because as you know, with the low melatonin levels and the way that our body works, that we need the morning is actually where our great sleep starts. So getting up in the morning, having that regulation of all of our hormones, circadian rhythm, running optimally, getting that hit of sunlight so that we can switch melatonin off and let cortisol and adrenaline kick in. And then we've created these supporting products to assist that. So the Good Morning Blend is beautiful um, citrus and peppermint, lemongrass. So it's that really that zingy kind of pick-me-up vibe So for people that might be struggling with energy because that's the, the symptom, obviously, to, to poor sleep. So it's giving you that little boost of energy. And then throughout the day, we've regulated that with the calm products and the drops and the essential oil blend that help regulate the nervous system, allow us to keep that nice consistency so that when we come into the evening and we want to stop the sunlight and we want to get melatonin to kick in so that we start to feel tired, we've got the good night and the deep sleep drops that really support that relaxation phase into a good night's sleep. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I reckon number like the number one thing I see on Dutch hormone test results is a dysregulated adrenal, like cortisol adrenal rhythm, that car response in a sense. I'm like, there's so there's so much dysregulation. I feel like there's so many factors behind that, whether it's working late or stress or technology or you know blue light stuff or whatever it is. There's so many things that are playing around with that that it's just throwing so many people out of whack and then that sort of prolonged stress response over a long mm -hmm. period of time the body stops producing cortisol and you're right so trying to re-regulate that is is really really tricky so that for me is driven from a lifestyle styling like that's what I see in clients when you're working with people is that a similar thing is it usually lifestyle driven that's impacting like sleep or what are you seeing I think lifestyle is where we're at I think that you know and it it's so challenging because it's something you know this topic I am so passionate about mm -hmm. because sleep can change people's lives and I think for anyone who is struggling with sleep I feel feel for you because a lot of people struggle with it and they just don't know how to make those changes. And when they can, they can feel amazing because we want to use sleep to look and feel good. And we want to use sleep to avoid short-term 
medium-term and long-term illness. Because as you know, Sheridan, you know, I see so many people at the moment um, that are really struggling with lots of bouts of illness. So, you know, particularly post-COVID, um, as we come in, coming out of that and, you know, it's really prevalent everywhere that I, I'm looking and so therefore there's an affected immune response, affected immune system. And then the challenges that we want, we don't want this to lead into autoimmune diseases and problems because then when we get the autoimmune disease, then we're more susceptible to these longer term, more serious diseases that, you know, we're talking diabetes, heart disease, cardiovascular, um, cancers, you know, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, there's 500,000 Australians with Alzheimer's currently. That's a a large number and that's predominantly lifestyle driven. So how do we, how do we take a step back? We're not educating um, our young children and our teenagers in understanding their bodies and health enough to know that what, what, what it is that we need to do for this radical self-responsibility to be in good health and understand what that piece looks like and how then sleep plays such an important role in that. You know, sleep's biggest competitor is Netflix, Stan, Paramount, the like, you know, any streaming device essentially, because, you know, we're so programmed to hit the next, the next series. Oh, I'll just watch one more. And then by the time you know it, it's 1am and these people have missed their critical deep sleep phase. And so they're not repairing and restoring their organs and their cells and their immune function and all the things that need to happen in that stage of sleep. We're missing out on it. Yeah. And that's interesting because the young mothers that I work with who are in that sort of critical life stage in a sense where they've got young babies and young kids and they're not sleeping that well as well, is that their ability the next day to make good food choices. Oh, yeah. Crave carbs, to not snack, to not rely on coffee, to like that flow on effect just, you know, it goes on and on and on. And I like, I get that that is a lifestyle thing. Like that is definitely you've got a young kid and that's just where you're at. Where you're at. Yeah. I get that. But I also know that in seeing that um, someone who doesn't have kids, and who can choose to make good choices, I feel like I am more prone to do that now because I watch those who can't and who are lacking in sleep and the choices they make the next day because they're just so sleep deprived is it yeah it just flows onto their whole day and then their energy drops and then they don't want to exercise and then you don't socialize as well and then you don't sleep as well and I'm like that's just got to be such a hard life stage as well. I think it is, but I and and I think that 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 life stage also sometimes is setting up what then cascades into never rectifying that. And I also see a lot of people that then move out of the new motherhood stage, whether that be mothers or fathers in that parent stage with young children, and they really struggle to then reclaim what is a good routine and then this continues on and it's never it's never sorted out and i think because we want to lead such busy chock-a-full lifestyles that it's interfering with with how we prioritize the amount of sleep we need to not only look and feel good but to support and set us up for all of our health goals whether that be making good um 
dietary choices and exercising, which are these three critical pieces that we need to live a healthy, um, long, mobile life. You know, I often say to people, I want to live with full mobility independently in my 80s and 90s. That's a decision that I have made and that requires a bit of work. So you can't just, just, you know, go through life and just be making poor decision after poor decision around these three areas and expect that that's going to happen because it doesn't. So we need to reclaim that at some point and say, okay, this is what I want and I'm going to set myself up and, and be honest that we're not going to get a beautiful, amazing night's sleep every night. It's just not possible, particularly as new parents or parents or whoever it might be. But if we make it an absolute priority, we're probably going to get it seven out of five nights a week, which is a really amazing um, success rate if that's where we can, you know, get those areas right. Yeah. I know as a business owner that my next day's productivity drops dramatically if I haven't slept well the night before because I know that tiredness, that fatigue, that sort of carries on and no amount of caffeine helps that. It just makes me tired and wired. It's not a nice feeling at all. But I think from a lifestyle point of view, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to change with people to improve their sleep is addressing so many facets that it's quite almost like, overwhelming in a sense because you're like well there's routine there's technology there's nutrition there's exercise there's kids there's that stress factor there's that nervous system like there's no it's no a plus b therefore I'm having a poor night's sleep yeah sure if you're got a crying baby or night you're definitely not gonna have a good night's sleep but um in that sort of general sense there is so many factors that come into it that I feel like for someone who's kind of like okay, well, can you help me? But where do I even start? Because just to start addressing those things is is quite a lot. Like there's a lot of elements mm. in that. But I think that part of what you're saying is, is that when where we can meet people really well is the people that have decided that this is a priority. So that's the first step in 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 it all. Not becoming overwhelmed, taking it step by step, and seeing the small wins. So if we can make some small changes every day and not try and take it all on and be too over, because overwhelm is where it starts. I used to run three-day sleep um, retreats down in the Southern Highlands um, in Barrel. And the feedback was amazing, but we definitely met a few people that were so overwhelmed because as you just listed off all of the areas, there's a lot to address for a lot of people. But I think that when they acknowledge that they're ready and they're prepared to make these small changes, like you would see in your clinic um, around making changes to gut health and and nutrition and all of the things that support that, um, when you start to see the results, then you're prepared to do more. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think that like there is definitely those small wins along the way. Like for you, it might, you know, for someone who's struggling with sleep, the first thing might be like, okay, technology has a has a time limit it goes off at seven or eight or whatever it is kind of thing and I think the same someone's coming to me and they've got all these symptoms and it's hot flashes and it's like periods and this and it's that it's like okay let's just start with one thing let's remove these foods or add in this digestive support and you're right once you see those little wins we've got oh my bloating's reduced then it's yeah you kind of like okay this stuff works and we'll you know look further into it and do those things which 
makes yeah it makes me curious because when I was struggling with a lot of my gut health stuff it impacted my sleep purely from a discomfort point of view in the sense mm-hmm. that I had ongoing stomach pain and really severe constipation and all those kinds of things that I'm like okay well that was a element in that sleep but there's got to be stronger links between gut health and sleep to a degree as well more from a microbiome point of view or a digestive point of view I like my brain's just starting to tick over with those things and go there must be strong ties in there I think that the gut health if we look at our gut health and our microbiome given that our gut is our second brain and it is the message system directly between what is actually happening if we if our gut is is out of whack and not in a in a great state it is going to be really hard to get good sleep because of the 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 transmission of the messages that are happening that are then even just causing the stress and the anxiety so if we move into then stress and anxiety being the number one cause for sleeping problems right now across the world, then you look at that and go, well, is it the stress and anxiety or is it the sleep? Because it's a chicken and egg scenario. And again, only you can address that and really dig deep and understand as an individual, well, is it the sleep or is it the stress and anxiety that's causing this this forever cycle? Um, and I guess then that also comes back to gut health because if we can maintain um, a really great healthy gut, then we're probably also reducing these levels of stress and anxiety, and you know that the what's seeping into our brain as well, which is interfering with our messages. Um, And that's really got to help. And as you mentioned, you know, for people that have got pain, so we break it down into three different areas of addressing it. And that's having trouble falling asleep, people who wake up and can't get back to sleep. And then people who are waking up continually, really feeling unrefreshed and not being able to tackle the day. Now, A lot of people probably struggle with all three of those areas from time to time, or one of those is a really big area for them. And if you think about it, for a lot of the people, when we run polls, probably the waking up and not being able to get back to sleep is a big one. And this comes back to that gut health issue as well, because it's not the stress or anxiety that's waking people up. It's often a disruption, whether that be a light or a noise, a child, um, a pain in the body, maybe it's the gut, a discomfort of something that's waking them up. Then when they're awake, the stress and anxiety kicks back into gear and then they really struggle to fall back to sleep. So all of this is so integral in how it's woven into the messages. Yeah. So then my brain automatically goes one nutrient absorption. If there's not enough bees or magnesium or those things are going to impact neurotransmitters. We're going to impact that whole sort of overall response, that whole anxiety response and the research around magnesium and depression is really strong. The research around, you know, your B vitamins, your anxiety and that sort of hormonal response is really strong. So one healthy gut needs to be able to absorb those nutrients, providing you are giving your body the nutrients. So we're talking healthy diet there as well. And then the next thing it thinks about is, well, there's links between certain strains of bacteria and anxiety and depression and that sort of mood balance as well. So then we're also going, well, yes, again, you might get triggered to be woken up by something, but then if you can't regulate that response because of that bacteria or that inflammatory response is a big one. And then thirdly, that sort of 
serotonin based response that we're getting from a healthy gut as well and again mm. we i would assume healthy neurotransmitters helps with healthy sleep and healthy neurotransmitters come from a good adrenal response as well those things are quite strongly interlinked too so we're sort of seeing those different elements purely like you said purely beyond just a discomfort in the gut it's like what's my microbiome balance how is that impacting my hormones if there's inflammation so let's say there's internal inflammation there's parasites there's candida mm. we're probably seeing more cortisol which again mm. is an inflammatory response which has come from the adrenal glands which impacts melatonin which then impacts sleep like they the more i think about it the more mm. i'm like yeah they they do go hand in hand whereas initially i would have just kind of said hormones insomnia type sort of response but it's not there's so, so much deeper isn't it yeah and I'd love to I'd love to get your there's two things in that conversation I'd love to to chat a bit more about is particularly around that parasite candida connection especially for women and then you know coming back to that magnesium conversation 90% of the world are deficient in magnesium you know and we talk about oh you can get magnesium out of green leafy vegetables nuts seeds um seafood all of the the beautiful things but as you said, if we don't have a good gut health, we can't absorb that properly. And we probably, because our soils are so depleted, majority of us need to supplement magnesium as a bare minimum. You know, that my one recommendation for people, particularly when um, running workshops, probably when I ask the question about who takes a magnesium supplement, I think that it'd be one in 10, maybe take a supplement. And it probably needs to be the reverse of that, given that 90% of the world are deficient in magnesium. And it's the one supplement, if you could probably take one when we're talking about sleep, that could be such a benefit. Yeah. And then the next issue on top of that, when we're sort of looking at that is, that, okay, well, that one person out of 10 who's probably taking it has probably walked into the chemist and bought the first yes. one off the shelf that is on sale or from Woolies. And I had this with my partner the other day and I was like, what magnesium are you taking again? I had a look and it's like, well, these cheaper forms of magnesium and a whole mix of them in there and I'm like why what I'm I'm not happy about this right now but it's it's so common and so often women will come into my program I get them to send me a photo of the magnesium they're taking and we're like look at I want you on a glycinate or biglycinate or I want something that's well absorbed because like anything like cheap oils in a sense like if someone saw your blends and tried to replicate it with cheaper quality oils I the there is yeah. no way going to have the benefits at all. No. And I think because it's, there's t is it 10 types of magnesium I think are yeah. available as well? Yeah. So, you know, it, you really do need to get the advice. And this is what I say to people, at a minimum, go to a health food shop that has a naturopath yeah. on, on duty. That's your, your bare minimum. Or make an appointment and go and see um, somebody in the holistic wellness space that can direct you properly into the choice. Yeah, yeah. And I think also because, like you said, like a lot of people are deficient in magnesium, but then when we're talking about magnesium, we're identifying it's a mineral. And then when we're talking about minerals across the board, we start to understand that minerals interact with each other. And then mm -hmm. the absorption of minerals is really different. And it's interesting when people run like a hair mineral analysis then and they kind of look at that sort of magnesium and sodium and potassium and everything else that's going in on the body, which is quite a 
easy non-invasive test to run, but it tells you so much about that mineral balance. We know that these minerals control your hormones, like they are what we call the spark plugs to the body. So if someone's magnesium, let's say, is out, then we're kind of going, well, what's the flow-on effect of that to thyroid and Mm. gut health and repair and recovery? And then you've got little parasites and pathogens that might be feeding off iron and other minerals and then it's causing deficiencies down the line and I'm just like you can't yeah you can never look at something in isolation like to address sleep is amazing because then it also is such a strong factor that people go okay I'm gonna deal with my sleep and then they sort of start unpacking Mm -hmm. all these other things and go okay what's my stress like what's my gut health like what's my diet like what's all these things like and it just sort of I don't know helps flow into each other really nicely absolutely and then and I'd love for you to maybe explain because I feel that they're you know particularly for women but I think that it's for lots of people kids and and men and any adult but um around the parasite and candida overgrowth issue that I feel that is fueling a lot of the choices as well that we're making from a sugar oh, perspective. I think we forget that these are living organisms, right? Mm. So because they're living within us, they want food. And mm. because they can control it, that in a sense, they will cause you to have sugar cravings or to make poorer choices. And it's not like you can completely blame it and go, it's the yeast causing me to eat <laughs> the box of donuts because people have said that before. But it's, <laughs> it's not, but there is an element to it. It will drive yeah. Cravings, and I go well. I don't have sugar cravings. I don't have gut issues, but I also eat a lot of protein, which stops that blood sugar imbalance. Right. Mm. But then, the more we fuel these overgrowths, and the more we grab those sort of processed foods, or those sugary foods, or those high carb options, and like I love carbs in the diet, and I think they're great for sleep and hormones. But I think key is with protein and balancing it out. Mm. the more we grab that, the more we have that sugar spike and drop, the more mm-hmm. we're sort of increasing that inflammation. But yeah, the more we're feeding those pathogens and then we're sort of getting these bloating and things because we're adding a lot of sugar in, there's a lot of fermentation. And mm. when we have that bloating, that fermentation, we're stopping any sort of nutrient absorption as well because there's a lot of gas there and these mm. that leaky gut lining and there's all those sort of key elements around it. And then the body's going, well, there's inflammation, dump cortisol on that. Let's try and downplay that. But mm. cortisol's got to come from somewhere and it's coming from that adrenal gland. So you're just leading to that whole sort of burnt out picture, which again, you can kind of start to adjust through diet alone. It's not going to fix the cascade, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop it pretty quickly. Yeah, and then I think also all of this then leads into what we were talking about earlier, which is lifestyle. And how are we setting up our days, our weeks, our months, our years to really, I think we're fueled so much with so many marking messages these days. And, you know, social media plays such a big role in this to be comparing the comparison model and we need more and we need this and there's this shiny product and there's this new thing and let's get this and let's do this and da, da, da. you know, the list goes on. And I think it's all about let's be looking at it and seeing what we can remove and what we can strip back so that we can try and create more rest and more of a slowdown in what's happening. Because if we were to take a minute 
and really strip some things back, create this slowness, then it's actually going to help solve a lot of the problems that we've just talked about because the cortisol isn't going to be rearing its head every two minutes because of the inflammation, because we're doing this and this and this and this and just stripping it back to some simplicity. And I think creating some time within our days, you know, I recently completed my meditation teacher training and so much has come out of that, but we don't spend a lot of time in just small amounts of mindful moments where we can create the slowdown, which is the slowness in order to speed up, you know? So there's this little fine line that exists in there as well. Yeah. And interesting you just said that because I was literally thinking as you're talking, I'm like, I really hope you do meditations because you have the most beautiful voice. And I'm oh, like, yeah. honey. I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if she does meditations recorded on the, I don't know. I- do. do you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've just started doing them. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but you're right, like it's those moments, though, yeah, those small moments of mindfulness that just help you stop and pause, and then you make better choices. You're not grabbing on the go, you're not racing around, you're not like there is, yeah, that definite sort of reflection time 100%. Yeah. And talking about that, I saw somebody yesterday, um, you know, I'm, I'm often amazed at how many people I see having energy drinks in the morning on the way to, you know, 7.30 in the morning. I'm sure it's at 6.30 in the morning as well. Um, and then I saw a man leave the supermarket yesterday carrying a, a whole slab of up and goes, you know, and so it's it's these decisions that we're making that we're being fueled and fed that, you know, the only reason we need energy drinks is because people are not sleeping and they're not sleeping because we've got energy drinks, you know, so it's this, this ever going, ever ending, um, scenario again of the chicken and egg and what's come, what comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And then we change, we, yeah, we change those habits and things that we also change the way our hunger receptors work in the sense that you, you know, if you're busy and you're grabbing a coffee or energy drink in the morning, you're telling your body, you know, in a sense that you're not that hungry. So then people don't eat till 10 or 11 or 12 or later. And then you're sort of spiking Well, the livers have to store sugar all night to support you. And then now all morning, and then you're adding caffeine into the mix, which is giving you a bigger spike and then crash. So then you you know craving more carbs and simple things which you just get yourself stuck in that spiral for the rest of the day I think and so much of that is it's changeable eating regularly eating every three to four hours I mean if you're fasting there's different research and benefits besides that but as a general kind of rule I'm like eat every you know three to four hours and Mm. have that protein in your diet and that's just going to stabilize your mood your energy not feed those pathogens and help like you said set you up for a good night's sleep and a lot of women I get them to actually have a small snack before bed of something high in a little bit of casein so a little bit of hard cheese or a little bit of yogurt it's got a bit of protein in it's got a little bit of fat in it and it just helps sort of support that liver and fuel you through a night's sleep because a lot of the women I work with who are waiting waking up at 2 or 3 a.m may not have eaten since 5 or 6 p.m and their mm. body's actually waking them up going I'm low in sugar like my blood sugar's dropping I need something whereas if we can support that response and we've had that protein all day your body's going to be adequately fueled to not eat for you know 11 12 13 14 15 hours sort of whatever it is but if we're making those poor choices all day and your body's just kicking up and down all day, then sort of that 2, 3 a.m., that liver's going, I'm just, I'm not happy. Like you haven't supported me well enough throughout the day. 
And then I, I think also is that, you know, in this stage where the liver is doing its best detoxification in those hours. So a lot of people, when they start to understand the circadian rhythm and work out what are, what are you know, our bodies and our brain are so amazing and they do the most phenomenal job for us every day. And most of us, probably not you and I, but a greater majority of people are so disconnected from our bodies. And so we are completely unaware of what is going on. But if we fully understand the circadian rhythm and the cycle of what's happening in key moments throughout this 24-hour window and tuning into the cyclical nature that happens every 24 hours to regenerate and understanding that between, you know, one and three, one and 4 a.m. is when the liver is doing its detoxification process as well. So for a lot of people that are fueling up on sugar, caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, some prescription medication, non-prescription drugs, you know, these six key things for starters, and let's not even talk about stress and cortisol and all of those other things that are happening. But if we're loading up on those night after night or day after day, then the liver is already detoxifying, doing its detoxification. And then we're adding all of these extra elements in on top of the detoxification process. So of course it's going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and scream. It's, it's telling you, your body is talking to you and saying, you did the wrong thing today. You made the most the, the poor choices and I can't, I can't do my normal job. And you've added all this extra work on top. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's the same like a heap of alcohol before bed or any of those things. Coffee's too late in the day. I feel like there's so many controllable elements that can help improve sleep, especially, yeah, from that nutrition point of view, from supporting that liver point of view, having a regular bowel movement, detoxing things properly, you know, sweating throughout the day, exercise, supporting mm -hmm. again that sort of toxic removal in a sense. There's it just yeah, I think once you start looking into it and this last sort of yeah podcast has just made me realise how many elements come into play with it and how important, yeah, it is across the board. And I think back to that overwhelmed feeling, we're also not, you and I are not here to say to people, you can't do all these things. When I'm not saying that you can't have caffeine and you can't have a glass of wine and you can't have a, you know, favourite chocolate or whatever it might be. But it's really taking into consideration how much and when. You know, we know the coffee window is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We know that the we shouldn't be drinking alcohol two hours before going to bed. Chocolate is never going to be good, probably <laughs> after 3 p.m. Never going to be good. And then particularly after 3 p.m. You know, so adding all of these elements in and really taking into consideration because people say to me, oh, no, coffee doesn't affect me. Well, it, caffeine does affect 90% of the population. So it would surprise me, you know, if you were in that really, that small minority group um, and just making some changes and seeing the benefit and then deciding what works for you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think for a lot of people listening, that a good way to start as well is do do jump on the website and if you need that symptomatic support like you said like it can be overwhelming thinking about all the things that we've talked about and then sort of stripping it back and go I'll, I'll pick one or two things and just keep it simple but knowing that there's symptomatic support in place mm. I think it's really really helpful it's like me giving someone a probiotic to help have a bowel movement sure that's not addressing the issue right now because probiotics are transitional sorry it's not addressing the long-term issue but it's helping right now 
to yeah. get you to be able to make better choices in a sense. If you can help someone right now to have a good night's sleep, you are then going to be more empowered the following day to make better food choices. I think that's kind of where I go, oh, yeah, that that's helpful. Yes, we'll work on routines. Yes, we'll work on technology. Yes, we'll work on mm. all those other things. But let's also get you sleeping because without sleep, you can't do that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for those listening, best place to find you, find the website and things. Obviously, I'll link everything into the show notes, but where are your favorite places for people to go? So check us out at thegoodnightco.com.au for um, any information that you need. There is so much information on the journal and then uh, all of our products to help you create a routine. Uh, My favorite products are the Good Morning Essential Oil, which is just beautiful to get you moving in the morning. I love the calm drops throughout the day. And if you're struggling with sleep, the deep sleep drops are so handy to have next to your bed. Um, I'm also currently taking the menopause drop. So I'm in full perimenopause and these are definitely helping. Um, I'm not really struggling with night sweats, but more from a regulation. So regulating my um, cycle and mood. So they're a beautiful product as well. So there's a lot there that you can have a look at and um, you can follow me at Shay Morrison on Instagram uh, for more tips and advice. Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on today. I, yeah, I've learned heaps of and I'll probably go down a rabbit hole of research after this. Absolutely. Can you reshare that all with me as well? It's always good to have somebody else. Thank you, Shay. That was, yeah, that was incredible. And I think everyone would have gotten heaps out of that. And I'm excited to be like, watch this space because I feel like I'll be chatting to you again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks, Sheridan. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.